My next guest is a multiple seven-figure e-commerce brand owner who is so passionate about igniting and inspiring other women entrepreneurs to rise while they create the financial and personal freedom they crave. Please welcome Leslie Custer. Welcome to the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Patricia Bourgeois, Certified Business Coach. I am here to help you up-level, generate consistent wealth, increase your confidence, attract dream clients, and master your mindset so that you can fully own your power and achieve next-level results in your online business and beyond. Every week, a powerful conversation will take place with amazing guests, or I'll share from my experience to help inspire you to start and scale the business of your dreams while being powerfully you. The time has come to stop playing small, stop hiding, and stop waiting. Now is the perfect time for you to passionately pursue your heart's desire as the powerful leader you were born to be. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. I am here today with Leslie Custer. I'm so excited to have her on. Hi, Leslie. (laughs) Hi, Anna. I'm so happy to be here, too. Yes, I'm so thrilled that I'm finally talking to an amazing woman who built a successful e-commerce brand. I usually speak to a lot of service-based entrepreneurs, and now I'm so excited to finally have this chance to get to know you, get to know how you started in the e-commerce space, and yeah, get to know you better. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Awesome. So take us on this journey with you of where you started and how you actually pivoted into e-commerce. Yeah, I would love to. Okay, we are going back in time, ladies, for sure. <laughs> I mean, I literally had, I think it was a Yahoo website sometime in the mid-90s. So this is like the first, you know, online platform selling website. And funny enough, it was my dad, who was probably in his 60s or something at that time, saw the internet starting to be the future, which is pretty cool that it came from somebody of his age. And he really encouraged me to get more and more online, which is what I started to do. So I was really early in getting on Amazon, literally like very soon after they started bringing in products besides books. Uh, So that is really how long ago I got started. But the reason why I got started and the reason why I even wanted to go into this direction is because I did not want to get a job. Mm -hmm. And I had been living in New York City at the time and I had been doing public relations and working in corporate. And something happened in my life, which is that my my apartment got stolen. Um, I'm sorry, the stuff in it got stolen. And the result of that is I had insurance money. And with the insurance money, I decided to do something I always wanted to do, which was to go traveling. Mm -hmm. And I ended up going to Indonesia and traveling all through the islands of Indonesia And when I returned from the trip, I I was gone about seven months, I needed to get a job. And I did not want to go back into PR and back into the whole world of working for somebody else. 
after having all of those months mm -hmm. in freedom, basically. And I had a light bulb moment where I remembered the beautiful clothes and children's clothes that I had seen in Bali when I was traveling. And I just had this thought, hmm, I wonder, I wonder if I went back to Bali, I wonder if I bought, I wonder if I brought it back to New York, I wonder if I could sell it. And my <laughs> desire was so strong not to get a job that I literally did that. And I jumped back on the plane with a big duffel bag and I came back with clothing and that is how I started my business. Wow. That's incredible. I love how resourceful you were back then. So I also love the fact that you also talk a lot about really claiming your love for money and being unapologetically about it. So can you talk to us more about that and what that means for you? So as I said, I've been an entrepreneur a really long time. So I started really in the, in the mid 90s, but I was not really a financially successful entrepreneur for many years. I did have what I really wanted, which was freedom and freedom to work when I wanted to work, to work where I wanted to work. Mm -hmm. But I didn't have the kind of income that I really wanted, basically. But I thought for so many years that if I became, quote, really successful and financially successful, it would mean I would lose my freedom. And this is a mindset belief, a wrong mindset belief that I had for a very long time that I think is very common among women entrepreneurs in this belief that if they become successful, if they make a lot of money, if all those things happen, they may then have to give up certain things that they want, which is maybe time with their kids, or maybe it's um, having time to go to yoga class, or maybe it's you know more downtime or, or whatever it is, and that they see success or making money as conflicting with their own personal values of having more freedom. And that was my story. And when I got to my early 50s, I really had a moment where I felt and knew that I could be doing so much more with my business and, and, and therefore with my life than I was doing. And I was in mm -hmm. some ways holding myself back because of this mindset belief that I had that I would be giving up too much if mm -hmm. I worked harder. And that was the beginning of my change. Mm -hmm. And I got to a point where I became really honest with what I wanted, because I think for so many years, I pushed it away. I pushed away the, the idea of becoming very successful. I pushed the way, away the, the ideas of making a lot more money, as I said, because it felt in conflict with some of my, my deeper values of what I thought was really who I was and what was important to me, uh, having time for spirituality, having time for freedom. But I realized that this was, as I said before, mindset. And I began to sit and just feel myself and really realized and felt that what I really did want, even though I never would really admit it to myself, was more money. That is what I wanted. Mm -hmm. But I never let myself say it or even think it because mm. it felt so in conflict 
with these deeper values of, of you know, as I mentioned, spirituality, of freedom, of having free time, of, of you know, hugging a tree, whatever I wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> So I guess that also means that you started to also really harness that feminine power, that spirituality and, and that leading back energy. Like how did you actually build a business using that femininity? You know, I think again, this is a misconception that, that, that power, that success, that, that achieving, that all of those things are, are not feminine. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the, the reality is, is that if you want to harness your feminine power, mm -hmm. then what needs to happen is you need to harness your yearnings. And I differentiate between the word yearnings and wanting. And wanting is often something that is very much outside of ourselves, such as I want a BMW, but a yearning And the reason why you may want that BMW is because you yearn to be seen. Mm. You yearn to be successful. You yearn to have a feeling of independence and power, You whatever it is. So when we connect with really our feminine power, we have to connect with our deep yearnings. And the yearnings take us into that that is what will bring us to mm -hmm. tremendous success in an authentic way and in a feminine way when we just go after our wantings i want this i want this you know i want that then we are really just going after kind of action steps and, and doing and and ideas in our heads of what we think we want but when we connect with our feminine power with our deep deep yearnings then we could bring that out into the world and manifest things on a very big mm -hmm. level, including making a lot of money. And that is why making a lot of money does not conflict in any way with one's feminine power or femininity for that matter. Wow. I love that. I'm still working on this every day, to be honest. <laughs> yes. I think it's a work in progress, yes. right? <laughs> Oh my God, it all is a work in progress. It never ends. And um, some days we do good with it and some days we, we don't, you know, and it's always yeah. resetting, isn't it? Again, it's always like trying to get yeah. back to, you know, the place where, where we feel good and um, we can act from a much better place. So you're not alone. We're all in it. We're all, we're all trying our best we can do. Yes. Awesome. I love it. And I also know you talk a lot about, you know, if you want to be successful, you also need to stop doing business. Like, like, what do you actually mean by that? <laughs> yeah, that's a great, that's a great question. You know, in order for us to live a, a authentically successful life, which basically means a, a life and a business that is in line with one's yearning, one's feminine power, you need to first know what that mm -hmm. is. And in order to know what that mm -hmm. is, you actually have to stop. <laughs> you have to stop mm -hmm. and, and connect more with the being rather than with the doing. And the reason why I know this personally is because I've been going to a spiritual retreat in New Mexico for a really long time, actually for 30 years. And in the summer, I go there and I 
I, I take anywhere between six weeks to eight weeks to be there. And during that time, you know, I have an online business, so I could work from anywhere, but I really probably work anywhere from around, I would say probably about five hours a week while I'm there. That's all. Sometimes even less. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that even though I did that year after year after year, my business grew year after year after year after year. And the stopping actually did not decrease my business at all. And in fact, it, I do believe it is part of the reason for the success that I have. Wow, this is mind-blowing to me. <laughs> yes, it's cool. And you're right, it is mind-blowing because it's the exact opposite of what we're yeah. taught all the time is work, 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 work. Yeah. Actually, yes, work, but also don't work. It's, bo- it's <laughs> both of those things you need to do. Yeah, it's finding that duality and navigating it in a way that like makes sense to you. And yeah, I definitely need to apply this more. Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and you have to, and and funny enough, you have to work at doing nothing, you know, meaning you have to schedule it. You have to know that this is really important, that this actually is going Mm -hmm. to be the thing that is going to accelerate your success. Oh, I love this so much. I love this conversation. I feel like everyone needs to hear this right now. <laughs> I know, because we're all so busy, right? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So I'm curious to know, like, what is the Princess Tower and why do you think so many women are in it? <laughs> yes, because I was definitely sitting in it. And so I, <laughs> I was definitely in the Princess Tower. Um, and I, I've been, you know, I've, I've written a book. Um, it will be published in 2022. And one of the reasons why I, I wrote, I, I've written this book is because there was such a realization in my own life, like I said, in my early 50s, when I realized that I was of the mindset that it was not really my job to elevate myself Mm -hmm. financially, but rather it was my husband's job to do that. And I grew up in a family, I guess, kind of traditional in that, even though my mom worked uh, a bit, but as I said, it was a bit, it was more my dad that was working. It was my dad that Mm -hmm. was making the money. And I grew up in a family where that's how it was supposed to be. Like the value, the value of, of a man you know, is, is, is to provide the money. And, and, and it wasn't that I was discouraged to work in my family, but it was not really focused upon it at all. Like it was much more valuable that I would marry a wealthy man rather than me becoming wealthy. And I think that puts me, it did put me, and it puts a lot of women into what I call the princess tower and having the princess tower Mm. syndrome, which basically means relying on somebody else to elevate your life. And whether that's where you live or how much money you you make or um, control over your finances, it all has to do with money, the princess tower, because money really gives women the independence and empowerment to do what they want so when you're in the princess tower and even if you happen to be married to a wealthy man or a wealthy woman you often 
still don't have control over the, the money. And in, in doing the research for my book, I interviewed a lot of women, a lot of women who were married wealthy and yet had no access to their money, actually really didn't know where it was, how it was invested, where it was invested, because, quote, you know, someone else was taking care of it and, and they were told, you don't have to worry about it. This is called being in the princess tower syndrome. And this is keeping women small and dependent. And frankly, it has to change because in order for the world to change, we need more women leaders and more women starting businesses that are successful that can then hire other people. And, and out of the money that the, that the women make, they can put that money into things that are, that are important to them. And in order to do any of these things and to change the world, women need to have the money in their hands. And that is why I think it's so important that women have successful businesses and get out of the princess tower. But it's not easy to get out of it. And I honestly went kicking and screaming out of it. I mean, please, it's, you know, it's, it's nice being in your, in your, whatever, your summer uh, home rental at, you know, I, I'm from the New York area. So the, the Hamptons is sort of the wealthy area, beach area. I mean, it's, it's nice being able to be out there all week and not working and, and, and just preparing feta cheese and, you know, watermelon skewers, you know, it's, it's nice not having to go back to New York and do the Sunday night thing. I mean, so it's, it's Mm -hmm. easier for women to stay in this princess tower, but it's truly a, it's, there's so much being lost by staying there and, and women not realizing it. And I guess that's really my message because now that I, kind of elevated myself out of it at a later age in my 50s. I mean, I see the the abundance it's given me. I mean, as I speak to you right now, mm-hmm. my husband and I are sitting on an island in Greece, in Paros, Paros, Greece, wow. uh, because we can, you know, we, we, we live the dream because yeah. <laughs> we can. And this is because of getting out of the princess tower. I love it. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing all that. And congratulations on the book. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> love it. Oh my gosh. So I'm curious to know, like I ask this to everyone who comes on this podcast. And so what does being a powerful leader mean to you? I think it's really one's actions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, I think the way one's li- lives their lives and that others see it. And and I think we don't even realize who is watching our lives. I think we, you know, we know like maybe our, our parents do, or you know, our partners <laughs> do, or maybe like you told your friend where you're going that weekend or, or what's happening. Yeah. But we our lives are like windows for so much of the world that we don't even realize are seeing like like the person that you met maybe in in college or something actually still remembers the thing you said to them because those are things that have happened to me that someone will say i remember the way you know you looked at me and you said this to me and that helped me so much and honestly 
I don't even remember saying those things. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a leader really leads by their own actions. Mm, Definitely. I love this answer so much. (laughs) Do you have, you know, any last piece of wisdom you'd like to share with the audience today? Take your money seriously. Um, take con- really take control of it. If if you if you are someone who's not involved in the finances of the house uh, for whatever, start to get involved. If you have a business, get intimate with your numbers. Know what your your income statement is. Know what your expenses are. Mm-hmm. Know how to pay yourself. First, read a book called Profit First from Mike Michalowicz, one of my favorite tips of all, and really take the financial part of your business seriously and start to love it and love those numbers and love the money that it's giving you because it is that money that is giving you the freedom to everything that you want in your life. Wow, this is like the best advice ever. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) So where can people go to connect with you further in the online space? Yeah, thanks for asking. So my website is lesliecooster.com. And there you can uh, read about me and find out about me. I have a great video there that you can just uh, have emailed to you called 7 Tips to making seven figures, and there's lots of great information in it. And if you're interested also in my e-commerce, in my business, my business is called Back From Bali, as if you're coming back from the island of Bali. (laughs) And you could find me on Amazon and my own website too. Yes, well, thank you so much for being here today, for chatting with me. I truly appreciate you. And yeah, like I wish you nothing but more and more and more success. Thank you, Anna. Same to you. And thank you to everybody listening. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. If you love this episode, make sure to spread the message, leave a review and subscribe. I would forever be grateful for you. I also want to hear from you and I want to know your feedback and your questions for future episodes. So don't be shy, say hi and send me a message at Powerful Female Leaders Podcast on Instagram. Until then, I'll see you on the next episode.